I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Would I kill my own baby to save a village? Would I go back in time and kill him? Would I take the promotion at work with strings attached? Would I eat muffins for the rest of my life if it meant I didn't have to go to school? Would I have Satan's child? Who's there? Hi. Hello. Come in. Stop. Hello. Hello. <laughs> Hi. Hello. Hi. I'm Maria. And I'm Amanda. And you're listening to The, the Big, Big Ones. Ones, where each week we discuss new ethical questions ranging from historical dilemmas to relationship problems to brain busting moral choices the problems can be confusing to talk about but they're always fun to discuss because they force you to look deep 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 with inside yourself well do you like what you see ryan corrigan presenting the honorable ryan corrigan hello thank you the prince has arrived that's quite an introduction what if it was like in The Little Mermaid when uh, Sebastian pulls him out in the little shell, you know, oh, at the cute. beginding thing? So and pulls who out of the shell? Uh, it aren't, well, who's, who, or the sea? <laughs> this is something Maria created in her mind. <laughs> who's Sebastian pulling? He's in the shell. Okay, He's the, the sea lobster. Horse, the seahorses are, the Sebastian's a crab. He's a crab? A hermit crab? Uh, he doesn't seem like a hermit to me. He seems very affable. He is a, her- a hermit crab, yeah, because he's not a traditional crab. <laughs> <laughs> you guys... What ocean is that? That's the um, Caspian Sea. That's the Caspian Sea. I, you know they're in It's a Small World. You go past a... When you're on It's yeah. a Small World, you can see Ariel in one uh, point. They put know. they put a whole bunch of Disney characters in They don't in put enough world. of them because I enjoy seeing the little when they they appear but they don't have everyone like i think i was like lilo and stitch are in hawaii but then you go to like italy and i'm not sure if pinocchio's there pinocchio's there okay so pinocchio's there but like frozen do we get elsa and and anna uh i don't know about frozen but i was there last week Mm -hmm. they have pinocchio they have woody and jesse and and bullseye yeah they're in the old west you got i think you have jasmine and aladdin uh, I think you got uh, Cinderella. Of course, there's a whole bunch. There's Where a whole bunch. Where is she? Uh, somewhere in Europe. Where's Cinderella from? She's from France. Okay, mm-hmm. now that explains a lot. Yeah. Her mm-hmm. love of shoes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so she's French. I think um, Sleeping Beauty is. Where is she? It's a good question. I don't know. No, I don't think they're ever... I would say, like, probably, like, Denmark, just because those are all based on those old... Yeah, it might be. I don't know. I don't know. 
I should know. know, but I don't. Well, there's a, there's a whole bunch of them in uh, Small World now. I want to put that this out there, though, that I think there should be more, that there's not enough. Okay. When's the last time you were there? Mm, a couple months ago. And you go in Small World when you're there? Yeah, it's just, you know, usually, well, the line can get pretty long, but mm-hmm. if, you know, you've done most of the rides, maybe you're waiting for a parade to start or something, you might say, hey, why don't we just check it out? It's a nice little yeah. regroup. I have the ear of Walt Disney Imagineering, so I'll pass that along that uh, you would like more characters in I have a small an ear, world. too. Do you? I also have an ear. I, my ear is Amanda's ear. Who's well, your ear? My friend, my friend Laurel, who works in uh, Imagineering. Wow, what a job. Yeah. I know. That, I mean, would be probably really fun. I know. Um, well, you guys, we want to thank Ryan for being here. Thanks so much for being here. That's mm-hmm. all the time we have. Yeah. Uh, Ryan. You guys are really scraping the bottom of the barrel now with, <laughs> when you're getting down to Ryan Corrigan. No, and your- Ryan was a writer on Ghost Girls. He wrote some of your favorite episodes. Uh, we won't tell you which ones. You'll um, have to watch. You'll have to watch. Yeah. Usually they involved kids, though. Mm, interesting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Ryan also directed and um, co-wrote "Let's Do Lunch," a short Maria and I put out recently. Uh huh. Yeah, um, you can dig around for that. What else have you done? Not much. That's well. About you're it. right. If you guys need anything writing or directing wise, he's ready. Yeah, I'm just sitting around waiting for work. So, but can yeah. we? Um, will you just tell the listeners a little bit about your history with Ryan and how you guys met? So I got a job off of Craigslist at Nielsen. Um, I I was taken in for an interview, and that's where I met my boss, Ryan. And um, uh, I worked under Ryan's wing uh, for six years, maybe. I want to say like eight. Part-time. Maybe. When was the last year that you worked there? I think 2015. Seven. Okay. So, uh, and the first day you showed up, you came in with, no, yeah. we don't need to say, let's hear, let's Why? hear. Why? It's a good story. It's a good she story, sh- but it's a sad story. It's one of the saddest stories ever told. She showed up, she got hired. And then my boss Glenn was like, all right, the new driver, Maria is coming in. She'll be here at 6am. And she showed up with a little tiny box like that you buy like a <laughs> necklace in. And there was a little, no, it wasn't. It was a T it was a, it was a box, like a T box, a T box. Mm-hmm. And it had a little baby bird in it. <laughs> This was, I believe, when she lived with you. Yeah. And so yeah. she found a bird yeah. in your yard. Not my... I found it in Hollywood. It was a sick baby bird. No vet would answer the phone, and I was left to care for it. Yes. I remember the Maria's bird era, and I, I'm not sure if we've touched on it in this podcast, but talk about a moral dilemma. Well, to I... To save the bird or to, I tried, to let the bird die? Yes. Which, you but know, I gave it a lot of love, I think. For four hours. No, it was a couple days. I stayed yeah. up with it. It had like a heat lamp. I was giving it like droplets of food. I I tried to be the best mother I could to that baby bird. And it just so happened that my first day of work was like the day after finding it. And so we were driving around with another girl, Betsy, who was new. And I was in the back seat, And I said, I, I have something to tell you guys. <laughs> and <laughs> why couldn't you just tell us when you showed because- up? Well, because it's it was a lot. And so I said, we were driving, and I said, I have something to tell you guys. I have a baby bird in my, my backpack. <laughs> <laughs> and what did you think about Maria at that point, Ryan, when she revealed that secret to you? Well, I thought this is a, a very compassionate person. Oh, um, that's nice. A little weird, but compassionate. And, uh, and you know, we hit it off. <laughs> You and the baby bird. I've also, yeah, me and the baby bird. I've also <laughs> tried to save a baby bird. 
what happened? You were too strong. You didn't know your own strength. You no, hugged it to death. No, no. This just happened a few months ago. My two cats, um, they just prowled the yard eating lizards and birds. And I got to this bird before they had killed it. And it was like a, a house sparrow or – no, that's not a – that's not a – what do you call that? A house sparrow. Not a house sparrow. Like a, a barn sparrow. A barn, a barn sparrow. sparrow. A field sparrow. I don't know. A sparrow? Like just a normal sparrow? A normal sparrow. sparrow. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um, and I tried to save it, but it wasn't doing so hot. So I found a animal hospital in Long Beach. They that took it? That, take it? that takes it. So I had to drive down to Long Beach with this little sparrow. And Ryan, it, and it, that's so sweet. Well, it was, you know, Did I didn't want to... Did it save it? So they don't tell you. They don't, they'll take it. But they won't tell you if it's gonna. They if, put if it, it down lives. the trash chute. Is what they did. No, a very nice woman took it, and she she looked very nice. So I, I have a feeling that she gave it as much love and attention as she could. But they don't want people just you know harassing them all day. You know, asking what about that snake that I brought in? What about that the lizard that, that my yeah. cat had in its mouth? Well, I I tried to look around for a vet, but no one would take a a, a bird that a, that baby bird. And I buried him when he died. Did you name him? I don't think so. I think that would have been too hard. So, Ryan, we like to start off. Well, I just I hope that gives you guys a little inside info into into the psyche of Ryan Corrigan. But, you know, basically, we've all been friends for a while. So Ryan's from Boston. Yeah, Maynard. Maynard, shout out. You know, actually, Ryan, I wanted to pick your brain because I'm going to Massachusetts. Oh, when? So I'm going next Wednesday. Matt and I are going to stay. Um, our friends, Ben and Julie, uh-huh. Julie's family has a summer house on the Cape. Oh, really? So we're going to, to the to Cape Cod for a couple of days. And then we have two days I don't know what to do with. So I wanted to see if you had any recommendations. Are you going to be on the Cape for those two days? We can go anywhere because we fly, we fly out of Boston. So you could... Um, those two days will be at the end of your, uh, yeah. at the end. Well, what town in the Cape are you staying? I don't know. That's, I okay. do not know. You could go to Martha's Vineyard or Nantucket for you, a couple of days. Do you think that we'd like those? Yeah. I've also sure. never been to the city of Boston. Okay. Well, so if you're on the Cape already, then you're going to get a lot of, uh, how many days will you be on the Cape? Four. Okay. You might want, not want to do, um, Martha's Vineyard and Nantucket. You might then. get Cape fever. Yeah. You might get Cape fever, um, and uh which is deadly yeah <laughs> um but i would recommend going to boston then and spending a couple of days in boston uh, you those could go big to... swan boats yeah although i don't know these duck the duck boats or are you talking about the swan boats on the boston on boston commons i don't know where they boston film Common? uh goodwill hunting on the bench yeah okay What's yeah that? the swan boats the swan boats okay i rode on a swan boat there's also the duck boats but that's the same boat that just capsized in missouri and <gasps> all those people died you heard about no, that that's horrible so, so maybe don't do that they got like trapped inside because there's a roof on the boat right yeah. or there's some sort oh, of cover yeah. oh horrible yeah. yeah but ours are probably safer yeah because everything's better swan in boston. Boat, the swan boats are literally shaped like swans you just go around well them. you know they have those in um of whatever that park is, Echo, MacArthur Park, the Echo Park Lake, that one. Yeah, I think so. Well, they got them in Boston too. I'm yeah, a, I'm we got a the fan. original. We got the original. So go to Boston, um, do the Freedom Trail. Okay, okay. If you like American history, and uh, you can see Paul Revere's house, you can see the site of the Boston Massacre. If you want to drive out into the suburbs a little bit more towards Maynard, you can go to Concord. I got that tour. Yeah, I got. I, I Ryan gave me the Maynard slash Concord slash. Paul Revere, the the shot heard around the world tour. Mm-hmm. 
um, which was uh, it required driving from destination to destination. There was a lot of um, emotion in it Mm -hmm. through Ryan's uh, perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, And I can't remember a thing. This is. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, from what I understand. You weren't a very good student, though, were you? A very good student of history. Were you bored? No, I wasn't bored. It was I enjoyed Concord quite a bit because we went to the Orchard House, which is the Little Women House, which is um, uh, Louisa May Alcott's house, right? And so we went to there, and then we went to a cemetery where. Did we go to like Walden Pond? Did we go? To- uh, we drove by Walden Pond. We didn't have time to go down into Walden Pond, but the cemetery you're talking about is um, it's called Sleepy Hollow Cemetery, mm-hmm. and Arthur's Ridge is up there, and that's where Thoreau is buried, Emerson is buried, Louisa May Alcott. Yeah, so that was cool. That I would like cool. to see some of that. You yeah. should, and then grab dinner with the Corrigan clan. Oh my God, they would love to. Really, <laughs> they would love to meet great, a couple of company. Californian celebrities. Wow. They're well, we're going to have a car, so we are going to be able to get around. I'll hook you up with all the uh, information you might need. Okay. His brother's a police officer, so you could even have an escort. <gasps> that like would a police be great. escort like maybe a parade? through the city. Through a the parade? City. Oh my gosh. <laughs> wow. Thank you. Yeah. I even got to see the town um, mentally uh, challenged person. Yeah. Chico. There's okay. a guy. <laughs> <laughs> the Maynard, the Chico, the main, the guy that walks around Chico that. I can't believe we're talking about Chico. This is, <laughs> Does he listen? Is it a man? It's a man. Okay. He's been around since uh, my mom was young. My mom used to work in the movie theater in Maynard, and he would come in and um, he would ask for a Papa Cona Coke. And so his nickname was Papa Cona Coke. Uh, Papa he, Coke. He's made a living over the years um, putting a quarter into the newspaper machine, taking out 80 papers, and then selling those. He's often caught shoplifting. Um, we saw him in the CVS. Yeah, and so it was really funny to me. As soon as we got to Maynard, the first person that they saw, <laughs> like Maria looked out the window and said, who is that? And it was Chico. Um, oh, my God. It was thrilling. Wow. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Chico's doing all right. My brother had to... Um, <laughs> He had to take him my, in. My brother had to take him in. He wandered a little too far from his house uh, oh. uh, last year. Well, that's nice that your brother keeps an eye out for Chico. Yeah. A great Instagram account to follow is Ryan's, what is it, the Maynard? Uh... Uh, Maynard Police Beat, which I just revived today, actually. I'm dependent on my mom to send me the uh, newspaper clippings from the Maynard newspaper, the police logs. And they're very funny. Have so you seen she, any of them? I, I think I've heard about this. You gotta, you gotta follow it because they're really funny. It just goes to show that nothing happens in Maynard. Wow. Okay, I'm gonna follow. So Ryan, <laughs> thank you for all that information. I'm sure you guys will discuss more. Yes, I guess. Yeah, this is the most anybody's ever talked about Maynard on a podcast before. <laughs> I wonder if that's true. <laughs> you don't think there's any podcast out of Maynard? Well, Maynard has a really good. Um, the high school has a really good. Uh, radio and TV program. Why who so, came out of there? Ira Glass. No, nobody famous. You say Actually, Ira one... Glass with like a lot of disdain. No, I'm saying if it's so good, then name someone who came out of it. The king of radio, Ira Glass. No, Mike <laughs> Sale, a movie editor. I believe he edited Bridesmaids. That's somebody. Okay, that is that somebody. Is somebody. Um, but you know, I think a lot of kids do it and then go on to do different things. That's great. But it's it's a really it's a renowned program in the area. So I don't know about podcasting, but as far as I'm sure they've leap they've they've taken the leap since the podcasting maybe. became a thing. I'll look into it. Please. Yeah. And we'd love to speak. Maybe come in, be speakers. Oh maybe yeah. You guys can appear on a Mandarin podcast. <laughs> yes. I'd love that. Ryan, we like to start the show off asking if our guest has any little big one, a little moral dilemma that's maybe causing a little itch in your uh, bo- bottom, your bottom to itch. 
I'm sorry. You're a little itch in your bottom. Yeah. Yeah. Do, I do, think, I, do you have anything like that going on? I do on? have something. Something that's been keeping me up at night. Is that serious? No. Oh. Um, <laughs> so I have been wondering lately if I should become a vegan. <gasps> oh, Ryan. I don't know. Has anyone done this one no. before on the show? I was afraid that. Is your girlfriend a vegan? She's a vegetarian. Uh, okay. A pescatarian because she still eats fish. Sure. And she bombards me with uh, Instagram videos with of... blood. She pours fake blood on all of your coats, your leather jackets. Yeah. Your furs. <laughs> yeah. I have a huge collection of yes, uh, fur jackets. Okay. So she's showing you like shockumentary stuff. She is. Yeah. Like okay. all the time to try and move me, oh, to move the, the needle. No, seriously. Every day I'll get, and I'm, I'm not complaining, but every day I'll I get. I would be. I just Karen, kinda... stop showing him these videos. <laughs> right when he wakes up. You don't have to morning. watch it. I just see that I got it. And then I'm like, okay, when I'm ready to look at a pig in a really tiny uh, cage, then I'll watch it. But right. I'm, I'm not ready right and now. And you do eventually get to watching these videos. Sometimes. Sometimes. When you're um, bored enough. A lot of Moby videos. Moby's very sure. active on social yeah. media with his you know videos of little calves running around fields and and pigs, happy pigs, and happy goats, and you know, yeah. Um, and but you know, it it makes you wonder um, sure. because they treat these animals so harshly on farms. Is this something morally that I should be considering? Um, but why go from vegetarian to vegan? I mean, why from take meat carnivore to vegan? Because um, well, yeah, but I mean, like not skipping over the vegetarian. Yeah, I know. Yeah, so right. like no dairy or anything. Well, that's the thing. Uh, so Taryn doesn't do dairy because uh, a common practice on these farms is they'll take a, a, a cow will have a baby and they'll take the calf away from the the mother if it's a male to turn it into veal and if it's a female to. Um, get it ready to be a dairy cow of its own. Mm-hmm. So I don't know if you're a mom and you you just had a baby, do you really want your baby taken away so quickly? No. No. So <laughs> that means no milk, I'll no dairy. It. I'll say it. No. But the thing is I never ever imagined that I would be a vegan. Like I don't know if I look in the mirror if I see a vegan. Right. Well, but Ryan, there's other ways to get your pro your produce to get your meat and dairy from local farms from from places that you know do ethical practices. Well, how do you kill something ethically? Well, this well, is a bigger question. So, a lot of people do believe that like we're gonna look back one day and eating meat is gonna be like how we feel about slavery. Yeah, like this is something that's happening. That no, everyone. That no, oh, I was gonna. I was gonna. I was gonna say that. that. I was gonna say that. Or, yeah, or, people fully, fully think like there is a like animal rights are one day going to be at the forefront and that we're going to be we're on the meat eaters are on the wrong side of history like that's what like Mm -hmm. PETA like that's what they believe is happening and that's why they're so crazy about stopping it because they truly believe that that there is like this horrible thing that's happening I I was a vegetarian for like seven years really um, because I watched uh, this documentary called Earthlings um, narrated by Joaquin Phoenix. Phoenix and it just I just couldn't eat meat after that what when why did you go back to eating meat um well you know a lot of it was at the time I was dating someone who is also a vegetarian and it really does it's just so natural to mm-hmm. especially if you're gonna live together like adopt the way that your partner eats yeah so um I, once I started dating Matt for the first couple of years I was still a vegetarian and then 
I was also always kind of a naughty vegetarian where like once a year I'd like gorge on a plate of carnitas or something like I was never like repulsed by meat. I always wanted it. I just would not let myself have it. So then just slowly I started eating meat. And then um, also I've just started to love cooking so much that it's really, I don't know, it's very limiting, I feel, to um, be a vegetarian when you're trying to learn to cook. Yeah. Um, And also... Uh, I had a lot of stomach issues when I was a vegetarian because a lot of vegetables upset my stomach. So, and all those beans, the beans and stuff, and yeah, the soy and that all that upsets stuff. my None stomach. Good. So, I think if I were going to do it now, um, I would do become a healthier vegetarian because at the time I was eating a lot of those processed meat substitutes, you know, which are bad and a lot yeah. of times not good for the environment because they're so processed. So, I totally understand this dilemma. It's something I do think about a lot. Yeah. And like you were saying, as far as, you know, being on the wrong side of history, if you do look back throughout history, you can't believe the things that people thought were okay once upon a time as recently as 50 years ago or 100 years ago. So as far as animal think, treatment, too. And no, when you think about sure. what it is, it what is it right now? You know, like maybe it's eating meat. Well, yeah. I think eating a certain kind of meat for sure in a certain, a certain way people practice, you know, slaughterhouses and stuff like that. But I mean, I, what is the alternative and uh, from like you know getting protein from uh, an animal and how our body responds to that, and then eating something so processed that isn't natural for our bodies? Well, to eat? you can get protein from a lot of vegetables. Um, a lot of whole grains have protein. Um, nuts have a great amount of protein. But don't you think as human? I'm asking this. I don't know the answer. As human beings, haven't we evolved from the idea of we're on planet Earth and we get sustenance from certain kinds of protein from certain kinds of animals? Like our teeth are made to like chew meat. Well, we're omnivores, so we're not carnivores. So like a cat needs to eat meat. Or what? What well, is she, I don't know. Well, like they just probably have a lot of health why issues. Is that why their teeth are so sharp? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Um, so they they just need pure protein. Now humans, like we don't eat meat, and a lot of studies show that people who don't eat meat are healthier. Now, is that because they're eating so many more greens and vegetables, you know, to replace the meat? I don't I don't know. Yeah, I'd have to look at the research on this for because all I can do is speculate at this point of like what's healthier, what's not. But what I I mean, why is it okay to eat a fish? Well, that's the thing. I mean, as far as um, vegetarianism and, and veganism goes, is like how do you how do you rank the, and prioritize the importance of one, the life of one animal over another. Like, yeah. why is a, a, a cat or a dog, why is their life more valued and sacred in America, anyway, over the life of a fish? I know, because oh, well, also pigs are so smart. Yeah, like, I know I a lot of people who won't eat any pig products because they are so smart. Um, but even, like, chickens are so cute. Now, what? what? Chickens are adorable. They're so cute. Um, I don't know. In my dream life, I don't eat meat. And just on Sundays, I go to the farmer's market and I get like some really locally sourced like piece of meat, whatever it is. Like, and I like make like roast a pork shoulder that I got from like a farmer I know Mm. or get a whole chicken from a farmer I know. And like, that's my meat for the week. And I'm not like, but I don't, I won't eat like fast food. You won't go to In-N-Out? 
Uh, uh, <laughs> well, I I do. If I'm going to do it, I I will go to In and Out every once in a because while because it's fast. It's In and Out, and she doesn't have to. Yeah, s- sit but and but that's so. like maybe like a couple times a year. But otherwise, like I'm I won't eat like other fast food meat. And I I do agree that like factory farming is so yeah. nasty. Yeah. Um, I, I would say brain size too. I know that's controversial. Maybe what, what'd you say brain size? Mm. How big is your brain? huge yeah yeah it's it's so big no i mean an animal that uh depending on i mean can you kill an ant yeah can or you know it, it self-awareness is another thing or awareness of 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 uh, uh cogn is it cognition is that the word cognition's a word like like a dolphin has cognition that a uh that a that a chicken doesn't it's it's yeah i mean i had a friend who was a vegetarian and she said she would eat fish because she could kill a fish herself like she's gone fishing yeah she, That's co- certainly she wouldn't better. slaughter a chicken like she didn't feel capable of doing that i think right. if you're doing it yourself and you're eating it you know that's a whole lot better than some of the other practices but it's a slippery slope when you try and rank you know one animal over another which is why i think I a agree. lot of vegans just go straight to a plant-based diet uh there's yeah. another th- angle to this um have you guys tried the impossible burger this is what i was no. just gonna bring up too yeah. i i have not tried it Maybe. oh uh, actually i have i have <laughs> you have yeah i tried the, the impossible like sausage so or was something. it good what'd you think very good yeah did it so it tasted real um i think i could side by side comparison i could pick out which one was not real meat but it was yeah. a great substitute what was what's in the impossible so my friend tom was just explaining to, this to me the other day it seems to have been engineered by hamburger scientists to to take, that's a career yeah. well <laughs> sign me up uh, to i guess they looked at a burger and they decided like on a molecular level what makes this burger a burger without being meat and then essentially 3d printed it uh Whoa. It, it, um, not not literally but a, oh. you know in a lab they um they basically like came up with the exact flavor profile like in a lab using yeah. food. It probably I involves think. a lot of extracts and stuff like that. Although I don't know what the exact uh, – I don't know what the physical substance is. I don't think it's – it's not soy or anything. Like it's um, – I'm going to look it up actually. So if they're doing this now – you know, maybe if I if I don't feel like I have it within myself to give up pizza and ice cream yet, maybe I wait until science finds a way to replicate all the foods that I love. Yeah. But they're fake. Well, but let me ask you this. Now there's a difference between finding dairy from a cow that isn't that isn't hasn't been taken from its mother, right? So you don't have to give up ice cream and cheese as long as okay, you know. Yeah. So you but know, see, I don't do that work because I just like to go. So you'd rather and- just give it all up, Ryan. You love pizza. I know. I've never met anyone that loves pizza <laughs> as much as you do. I love pizza. I eat it once a week. Remember, I one day I noticed looking in pictures that I was fat. And I was like, how did that happen? I would have loved to see your realization of that as you're looking, scrolling through. I just noticed like, wait a minute, like my head is bigger now than it was like a year ago. And and somebody's like, well, what have you been eating? And I said, yeah, I get it in my face. And, (laughs) and, uh, 
somebody said, well, what have you been eating? And I said, well, I, you know, I eat pizza like three or four times a week. And I like, think I was that, there for that. I think I'm the one who said it's yeah. the pizza. And I was like, what? Pizza <laughs> that makes was, you fat? Who? That was weird. I, I remember that. I never knew. No one told me that pizza makes you fat. Turns out bread and cheese makes you fat. Yeah. Right. No kidding. Yeah. Well, I always had a high metabolism, so I didn't have to worry about that. What did you think made people? What was the food that you thought was like, oh. Cake. Okay. Okay. Brownies. Yeah, but like cake and pizza are kind of like friends. You I know, they're really, in the same I hadn't, club. I hadn't, the best of friends. That was over my head. <laughs> oh, I hadn't God. realized that. You know, it could be interesting, Ryan, for you to educate yourself a little bit more on like nutrition <laughs> as a whole. I know. It's nothing that I <laughs> because, really. Uh, it doesn't seem like it's something that you know a lot about. And <laughs> <laughs> this could help you like understand your own food journey. Yeah. Because um, I do think cutting back on meat is, is so great, like even for the environment. But yeah. you have to be careful what you're replacing it with mm-hmm. because there's certain substitutes that are just as bad so i think just yeah i don't know it's it's a pickle but i love the idea of like m- meat I, I don't know i feel like meat made in a lab is we're getting closer to a good kind of happy medium for people but rare huh rare <laughs> you said a happy medium and i said rare oh god thank you <laughs> that's a good one <laughs> but i don't know i do like roasting a whole chicken we know how about this so think think about it <laughs> They're working on making the Impossible impossible Burger now, right? Uh-huh. Eventually, they're going to be able to, you know, because there's all, once once science figures something out, there's always some pervert that comes along and, pervert, and perverts what it. What do you mean? I'm saying they're going to... Once <laughs> what are you they guys can, doing in here? Once they can replicate uh, beef. Then they right? replicate humans. Exactly. Yeah. And so oh, we can yummy, be, yummy human. Mm. People are going to go to a restaurant and get a human burger. It's going to happen. Ryan, who's going to want that? I can uh, name, lots I could of give people. you five names right now. Who? I can't tell you. They'd be put in prison. <laughs> or maybe they already are in prison. Do we know any of them? Maybe. Maybe one of them's in this room. I. Uh, oh, God. That's such that's a That's going to happen. Why would you need to eat a human burger? I'm not me. But somebody, there's people who are out there doing it. No, they're not. Yeah, there are. What's the craziest meat you guys have ever eaten? Alligator, which isn't that crazy. Uh, Venison? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) Um, Horse. What? Uh, I'm sorry. I I was in Japan and they eat horse there. She was so hungry and they said, well, want to eat this horse? I said, I could eat a horse. And then the waiter overheard and next thing I know, Black Beauty was there. They were all laughing. They all laughed their ass I felt really horrible about that, but I was kind of caught up in a cultural experience. Wow, that's the worst I've ever heard. Yeah, I'm not proud of that. Um, Was it good? It kind of tasted like a fatty tuna, to be honest. It was sashimi. I heard it's... um, Really, uh, is this a joke? No, oh, <laughs> it sounded like you were going, like, I hear, uh, it's uh, it's really tough, right? Chewy, um, well, this was sashimi, so it wasn't like horse sashimi, it, yeah, so it wasn't very chewy, had like a hay aftertaste. Kind of, did, did you taste the hay? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was essence of hay for sure. Wow. Yeah. So I don't know. I mean, I think this is really nice that you're even like thinking about this. So I think it's something we should all be thinking yeah. about. I would say, you know, I, it crosses my mind from time to time. You know, I always wrestle with whether, to, you know, I love bacon. I love like pork based things, but I know it's horrible to eat a pig. And so I'm constantly and I was a big babe fan. 
you know? Yeah. For sure. That'll do. That'll do, pig. That'll that'll do, pig, is what I say after I eat a big slice of ham. Oh. Honey baked saw, ham. What if you saw James Cromwell eating ham in a restaurant out here? He wouldn't be. He's a vegetarian. He is? I think so. Okay. I do think there is something about being a vegetarian that is sort of like an elevated lifestyle. I know when I was a vegetarian, I did feel like... Like, I knew something other people didn't. Oh, God. Like, you were better than other people? No, just that I knew something other people but didn't. But now you forgot oh. it. I forgot it. And now as a meat eater, the experience of, like, cooking meat mm-hmm. and, like, I also, like, love to, like, feed people. I don't know. Yeah, feed, feed them. people. Who people? knows what you kind know of what? meat she's cooking up? <laughs> <laughs> Eat up. Well, when you cook here, you always have such, like, the corn dogs I had a couple of weeks ago were... Really, really good. Yeah, yeah and I, so I don't think I can, I can. Yeah, I can't give it up. Maybe I'll be like a part-time vegan. Because, Maybe you like Thanksgiving. I can't back. not. You should start scaling back. Is all you should do is you should go out, eat meat twice a week, and just I see how that goes. A wonderful idea, and I think maybe it's something we should all try yeah. and do because it is not only the, for the animals; it's so much better for the environment. Yeah, I would. You know, I would consider cutting down on meat or kind if i had someone to guide me through it like really and be there and like meal plan for me just at least for like the first year to get me on because i know my body and i know like i need iron so badly yeah you do are you anemic you do i'm not anemic but like i bruise so easily and i'm just like uh, like i need iron Like, you know, it would be so nice if it's like you you just ate really healthfully. You didn't eat meat. Maybe you had some seafood throughout the week. And then like once a month or maybe twice a month, you have like a great steak. Where would you get that steak? steak. Musso and Frank. Really? Is that a good steak? No, I haven't been. Uh, Yeah, but I've never had steak at Houston's actually. What do you have? Oh, I've had the ribs. I've had the sushi. (laughs) I've had the sushi at Houston's. It's great. That's the great thing about Houston's is they have amazing like sashimi too. I had no idea. We should get Houston's to sponsor us could you imagine we should get them to cater it tonight C- oh cater, my god cater i could dive tonight. hard into some ribs right now uh, but i'm telling you there's msg in that food because every time i leave there i'm literally like floating out of there because i'm so bloated <laughs> like the charlie and the chocolate factory you're turning violet violet yeah. you're turning houston to was that what was in that gum and the wonka factory msg, MSG. <laughs> <laughs> ribs mm. now i'm getting the artichoke with garlic aioli yeah i think you know you have to be smart especially when you've been a meat eater your whole life i think you just got to be smart about how you change your lifestyle i agree with you that there's something to be said about changing things up and i think it just proves that this discussion needs is it needs to be discussed further. Well, hopefully all the listeners will turn this off and then turn to their loved ones well, don't and turn have it this off. When, when, it's over. Oh. when it's over. Not yet. Don't turn it off yet. Wait till the end. They'll turn to their loved ones and say what? And say, hey, let's have a discussion. Yeah. It's like, uh, when are we going to... Isn't that why you do this? I, uh, it's good to talk about, but... The... I do it for the money. <laughs> <laughs> that cold, hard cash, baby. That's why I... Can you make a living doing podcasts? Um, you... Uh, I think if you're Joe Rogan, you can. Yeah. And But if you're the big ones, I think maybe it costs you money. Um, well, I don't know. We have our Patreon, so... Yeah, thank, and thank you for subscribing. Yeah. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to the big, big one. Did we help you, Ryan? Did, uh, did it help to get off your chest, at least? I bet you were... Yeah, I haven't even told Taryn. 
Wow. This is a, such a, a big issue, and people are so sensitive about food. Food is such a part of how we were raised, of how we happy. deal with emotions. I'm so happy that makes me so happy about eating. I know, I and cooking and the whole experience of eating it. I think just having an awareness around it is really the first step, and it's something we did here today. Wow. Yeah. Well, none of us know anything, so that... It ain't that the truth. We can sleep easy tonight. Yeah, mm-hmm. we can. Yeah, okay. we can. Are you ready for the big, big one, Ryan? Yeah. Okay, this one was yeah. picked spe- especially for you. I think you're going to love it. Okay. okay. And you're a more, just really quickly, Ryan's like a moral, you stand on a ground of like, you have good morals. I have a, a strong moral compass. He's a solid East Coast boy. But he will, he will, I, the amount of times I've been told how good of a person he is. By him? Oh yeah. yeah, yeah. Yeah, that checks out. Uh, he doesn't lie. He, I don't lie. I would never say something I didn't mean. And he's just—he's very—he—he's a good guy. Quote Ryan Corrigan. Well, thank you very much. That's the nicest thing you've ever said. No, I'm saying what you say about yourself. Oh, but you also <laughs> are—you also are a good guy. I think we'll I see. I speak about myself in the third person. Uh, um, no. Wow. Okay, can I get to this? Okay, Ryan. Okay. Yeah, I'm ready. You are the president of the United States. (laughs) (laughs) A nuclear missile was accidentally launched and is headed for Moscow. You are on the phone with the Russian president who thinks that this is a ploy to destroy the Soviet Union. A compromise is proposed. If you nuke the American equivalent of Moscow... The Russian president will not retaliate. If you don't blow up the American equivalent, the Soviets or the Russians may launch all their nuclear weapons, which would cause a nuclear Armageddon. Would you sacrifice the American equivalent of Moscow for the safety of the world? And let me just say, the American equivalent of Moscow is Boston. Oh, man. I was wondering why you weren't saying Washington, D.C. Okay, wait, 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 wait. wait. Can you repeat the question? <laughs> He's going to run out so of here. So basically, you or someone on your behalf accidentally launched a nuclear someone missile. Someone sat on the coast. Somebody you know? okay. in America. You, under your watch. Under like, my watch, I'm not but saying it's an you. American. You were like, on the phone. Okay, should we just... Oh, you were on the phone and, and someone was like, Mr. President, Mr. President, can I do that? And you were like, yes, yes, go do it. But what you didn't know is they were saying, should I launch? <laughs> wait a minute, wait a minute. They didn't do it like on their own volition? Like I actually gave them the go-ahead to do it? it? No, it was a whoopsie. It was, it was a, a whoopsie, <laughs> a miscommunication, but Moscow's getting nuked. But I was partially culpable for yes. this miscommunication? Yes, yes. Oh, I mean, you are the leader. that enough. Yeah, yes. and now they're saying the only way we're not going to destroy destroy the world is if you nuke your own boston and you're the you're the president ryan yeah. can we just go Man. into an improv scene really quickly you'll be the president and we'll be your aides and we'll come in and we'll kind of break okay the you'll news be my you. secretary of defense and you'll be my secretary of uh lunch of lunch yeah <laughs> <laughs> Mr. President, Mr. Yes. just got off the phone with Moscow. Yeah, what it's they not say? looking good. It's gone. It's been wiped from the face of the earth. Oh no, I thought it was on its way. Oh, oh, um, uh, okay. it's close to being gone. This is oh, what okay. happens when the Secretary of Lunch <laughs> is in charge of us. Uh, take your hairnet off. You're in the office, Marjorie. Take your hairnet off. Okay, Claudette. Listen, Mr. President. <laughs> now the uh, president of Russia has said that we can 
nuclear fallout is not imminent. No. If you just... How long is it going to take the missile to get... How how much time do I have to think about this? Uh, you have... It's within the next 15 minutes. I yes. have to make a snap decision in 15 minutes. Yes. Millions of lives hanging in the balance. Yes. So it's Billion, either they bill- launch billions. their complete nuclear arsenal at the entire United States, which is going to basically result in the whole world being nuked, or... And you're not going to like this, Mr. President. No. You go ahead, Claudette. The Russian president knows you're from Boston. How did he know that? The Red Sox hat you always wear. <laughs> and he said that the only thing that would be comparable to his beloved city of Moscow would be to wipe out the historical backbone of America that is... That's right. <laughs> Boston, Massachusetts. <laughs> yes. The seat of democracy. Yes. Well, the cradle of democracy. Yes, that's right. That's right. I think he said that those words. Yes, mm-hmm. he said the cradle of democracy. So do we have your go ahead? Well, no, let me think. I got 15 minutes. Uh, I... Well, 13 now, but yeah. Would you like us to call your wife? Um, no, I need to make this decision. I'll call I'll call her if I, if I feel like I need her input. Oh. But I'm going to take a walk in the Rose Garden. Okay. And, you know, part of the thing that got me elected is my decision making. And my intellect, and Is that that's what, the what poll I need. To- said? I don't remember the poll saying that. Yeah, that's why they. That's why they voted for me. Oh, hmm. well, okay. So I need to lean on that in this time. Okay, great. Okay, so great. Uh, you, you, we'll give you three minutes, Mr. President. Click, 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 click. Well, how'd it go? All right, wait a minute. Now, <laughs> hold on a second, ladies. <laughs> Aren't you uh, going to say anything about that souffle that Marjorie's holding? Did you want a taste? I'll have one. Claudette, this is for the president. Well, does the president want it? I don't know what a souffle is. Oh, oh. Mr. President. All he eats yeah. is pizza and hot dogs. Yeah. <laughs> a souffle is just... Wait, I just... Can we talk about me being president a little bit more? Oh, God. And no. Ryan. Ryan, that's gross. You have to, what off the bat do you nuke Boston? Uh, well, no. Off the bat, my, like my gut instinct is don't nuke Boston. <laughs> but... I feel like I have some. <laughs> we have some time to explore the nuances of this. Okay, uh, yeah, sure, go yeah. ahead. Let's dive but, in. But my, my, but my, um, my gut instinct is I'm not falling for this charade. It's a I'm loophole. Not, you're you're saying Amanda's going to get on you. I'm not. Let's hear him out. I'm not nuking Boston. I am going to call the secretary. Well, you're the secretary of defense, Claudette. Yes, I am. Right? I am. Uh, I'm going to call you in, and I'm going to ask how ready are we? How ready are our uh, defense? Not um, ready. What not is ready the name of that program again? No, it's ready. They've no, been... I'm telling you as the Secretary of Defense, it's not ready. Well, it, it was just ready during that whole North Korea thing uh, with President Trump all those years ago. Yes, what it's happened? different now. That, well, there was um, there was another whoopsie. There was a whoopsie. The holiday party got a little nutty and a lot of people ended up pissing sink, on the equipment. Sinking some things in the uh, Atlantic. Well, uh, the last time I checked, the defense missiles were coming out of Lompoc. Which is on the uh, Pacific. Uh, yes. The thing is, for the holiday party, they brought them over to Washington decoration-wise, and then they got sunk. How'd they get there? Uh, train. All right. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you're off the hook. <laughs> no, Arj- this is so quick. I mean, what do you expect? So you're going to wipe out Russia completely? Is that what you're trying to say? Instead of letting Russia just... 
Nuke one city. So Russia, Russia's going down anyway, right? The, Moscow. The, the, Moscow. Mos- Ma- Moscow's going down anyway because the, the missile has been launched. Yes. yes. And okay. they don't believe that it was a whoopsie. They say the only way you can prove to us that it was a whoopsie is that you need to nuke one of your own cities and that city is Boston. Unlo- and if I don't, then they're going to unleash nuclear yes. yeah, holocaust on the yeah. world. Yeah. Well... I would never, ever, ever fire upon my own country. But Ryan, but you're firing upon your own country by not firing upon your own country. No. So you're going to let the the Russians win? No, because we do have a defense system in place. No, I'm. We're, we'll, it's it's not going to hold up. They their arsenal is beyond what we even thought was possible. What is your? If we did have a defense, what is your? line of thinking what are you saying is so, going to happen okay so you know when uh trump and kim were just you know several months back going uh, back and forth in the news about all that yeah uh all these nuclear threats i did a little reading and so and, and actually the what's the name of, i can't remember the name of the base and it's in lompoc and that's where a lot of um that's where at least with regards to Korea, because they're on the other side of the Pacific, that's where we would have been firing our missiles from. And so the idea is that if a nuclear missile is coming towards America, we are going to shoot anti-missile uh, um, missiles at it. Okay. The problem is they're not. there's not a 100% uh, guarantee that it could work. It's not... You know, it's not perfect because when they test it, they're testing it in good weather and they know that it's coming. It's raining. It, you know, it, maybe Moscow sh- or maybe we shot this missile in a rainstorm and then, you know, Moscow's going to retaliate in a rainstorm. And so you can't you can't know for certain if it's going to actually hit its target. Yeah. But there is some anti-missile uh, system in place. Yeah, but it's it's not high functioning. <laughs> it's decent functioning. We're telling you, Ryan, as Secretary of State and Secret or Secretary of Defense, Secretary of Lunch, it's not. It's not okay. going to work. So-, so in this in this situation, we're at the world is absolutely getting decimated. Well, I can't. Well, what, what I want to know is, is it an option to literally just go? Okay, then I guess we've got to obliterate Russia completely. Then is that right? I mean, it was your whoopsie yeah. to obliterate Moscow. And I, just real quick, I want to say that my instinct off the bat I, is actually with Ryan. I, I well, don't think course. it's right to, well, no, of to nuke Boston. If I, if I nuked Boston, let alone, forget about it being the greatest city in America. All right. But forget about it <laughs> being yeah, forget about the it. birthplace of America's greatest president. Who is that? Ryan Corrigan. <laughs> Forget about it. I don't being... think so. With that big whoopsies you did, I think you'll <laughs> yeah, go down as maybe the worst. No, yeah, I would a, go down. This is bad. <laughs> I would go down as one of the greatest villains in world history if I shot a nuclear missile at So you're a worried city about yourself the... and how you're going to be portrayed in you know textbooks in the future? I'm, I mean, I'd be lying if it didn't enter my thinking. <laughs> I want, you know, I want a statue. I want schools and gymnasiums oh named after me. Oh my god, me. nothing would make me I happier want than Ryan Corrigan being seen as a villain 
for school ca- kids in years to come. That would be the funniest thing well, to me. It would be so funny. As I should be if I fired a nuclear missile upon the city of to Boston. Save, it was okay, so let's just say you're owning your mistake, right? You're owning your mistake that you whoopsied a bomb into Moscow. Yeah, the, the other thing is is that it wouldn't be common knowledge that you nuked Boston. You would you would probably play it to the public like we nuked them because we had this information, then they nuked us. So yes, I think and now it's not going to be on your now shoulders. So the the people, the public would be under the uh, impression, impression that, that it was that, that Boston was nuked by Russia. Russia. I think mm-hmm. it's and I say. think the president of Russia is like, okay, that's fine as long as we're on an even playing field. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at PlushCare.com slash weight loss. That's PlushCare.com slash weight loss. PlushCare.com slash weight loss. Now, let me ask you this, Ryan. Is there a world where you offer an alternate alternative city to be nuked? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Uh, let me think about that. I mean, my I still I still find it hard that I would have it in me to fire the president. You have to make these decisions. But but and I'm telling you the decision I would make. But if if I had to entertain the idea of another city, I would Uh. pick a city that had very low population. Okay. So uh, this is interesting because typically a, a lot of these moral dilemmas touch on the question, is it right to sacrifice a few to save many? Mm-hmm. And a lot of times people will say, and I know in the past I've said that it's almost always right to sacrifice a few to save many. But more and more, I'm not so sure. Yeah. Because I did see Mission Impossible. Don't fall no spoilers. Out. Okay. Well, uh, all is I'm this saying is in, in this, this, not this specific situation, but at the heart of it is this moral dilemma. Oh, well, don't tell me. Well, that's all I'll say. And I'm, I'm just telling you, like, I don't know, WWTD. What would Tom. <laughs> what would Tom do? Mm-hmm. WWTD. Yeah, what yeah. would Tom do? Oh. You know Tom? Tom Cruise. Yeah. Yeah, uh-huh, from Mission Impossible Fallout. Very good. Well, listen. <laughs> but here's Look the it. thing, but Ryan, hold on. You can't pick a lower population city because Why? Moscow because Moscow specifically said that is equivalent yeah, to Moscow. That can't be your final answer. I just wanted to throw it out there. But if you want to pick another discuss. populated city, you Look, can. Look, my family's in Boston. I'm going to kill my own family. You could give them a phone call. No one's saying you can't give a phone call. I have 15 minutes. They're not going to get out in 15 minutes. I know, but he, what is, well, I, they're not going to get out in 15 minutes. I don't know. I think I just have to jump out of the white house oval office. Land in the bushes and run away. <laughs> <laughs> then you'd be no, even this worse. Is, this is this is the kind of thing where the men are separated from the boys, right? And this is where President Ryan Corrigan proves his mettle. What are you going to do? Let's hear it. <laughs> I'm gonna. I'm not going to play the game that the Russians want me to play. I'm right, let's not get gonna... back into the scene really quickly. All right, Mr. President, you've yeah. got to give us. We've got Moscow on the phone. Yeah. Let me Here talk to go. him. Let me okay. talk to him. Hello. Hello. Yes, what have you decided, Mr. President? I'm not playing your game, Igor. What game? You have nuked Moscow. Millions of people are dead at your dumb whoopsie. And now you tell me I can't nuke Boston? No, 
you will never Mr. No, Claudette, Claudette, Claudette. Listen, Igor, I've been thinking about this for a long time for the past three minutes. He took a he took a walk in the Rose Garden. I took a Mr. walk President. in the Rose Garden. And you're asking me to do something that I cannot do. My people look up to me, but my people depend on me for safety. If we're gonna go down in you know, a fiery inferno, it's not going to be at my own hands. So bring it. I have a deal to offer you. Instead of your beloved Boston, I will allow you to nuke New York City. All right, done. No! <laughs> That's not right, Ryan. That Ryan. you would nuke New York with perhaps even higher uh, New York population. Is, well, okay. I'm assuming. I mean, yeah. I'm yeah, sure yeah they do. They do. Yeah. Yeah, but New York is like, New York is overrated. down your house of cards look i get it it's an impossible decision to make absolutely it's an impossible decision but the right decision is to not end the world you made a mistake you have to make one why is this my mistake no i'm just saying the overall you you were knee deep in pizza and you you weren't listening and somebody was like uh can i fire this missile and i'm like yeah 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 Yeah, you were playing you were playing goldeneye well, and they yeah, came in. Okay. But I I'm just saying that. there is no of course you have to nuke Boston or else the world ends. See, this is I actually agree because if it was just Russia being dicks and they were just um trying to get you to negotiate with them, yeah. threatening you, saying nuke your own city or else, but it started with your whoopsie. So <laughs> in- Stop saying whoopsie. <laughs> <laughs> So that's the what it kind of changes things for me. Yeah, but um, here's the thing. This is something that I learned uh, from my girlfriend recently. Um, Does it involve chickens and blood? And no, no. It involves mysteries versus <laughs> what's the word I'm looking for? Mysteries versus like what is known. Okay, so you know, in in when you have to make a big decision. You can kind of look towards the future and say, well, that could happen, but that's a mystery or that will definitely happen. But this is the kind of thing where like it's a mystery what he's could got happen. The, he's got his hand on the button. We he- don't know. It could land in the ocean. Like we don't know where it's going to land. And so I would mm, – That's, I would, that's saying, tricky. I, I, in general, I agree. But with this, I mean this is billions of people. So wait. So tell me what happens, okay? I say no. I'm not going to do this. Beep. Bring it. Okay, so so then Moscow shoots a missile at America and, and Iran and Korea no, and, any I think, other, and any other No, I think they to with, assume they're going to bomb us, which is going to get their allies involved. It's going to get our allies involved. And now we're heading toward Mission Impossible Fallout. Don't know spoilers. <laughs> now I know Iran's character. Great. <laughs> So they, they, they send one and then another they, – they, in order to um, get a nuclear war started, they start attacking other countries as well? No, they attack us hard and uh-huh. then our allies attack them and then mm-hmm. their allies – we get North Korea on board. We know they've got missiles, you know, 
Yeah. It started. Wait, oh, wait. So all of them are ganging up on America? No. After Ryan. this, at Ryan, there we're allies. <laughs> and so we've got, we're allies with Great Britain, right? Yeah. So when something happens to Great Britain, then we go, okay, we'll be there. And they do the same with us. So that right. Moscow's got its allies. We've got our allies. So once both of our thing, we're in war with each other, basically, then right. all of a sudden everyone's going to be, going to be bad. I can't fire on my own country. Then I'm not voting for you for president, for re-election. Claudette, you'll be out of a job. No, I won't, because I'll be the president. And I'll be the Secretary of Defense. That's right. That souffle is no souffle. (laughs) It's a bomb. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so... You're asking a lot, you're asking a lot of, from an American, to... That's what, that's what, as Americans, we're to be asked of. A lot. And as Americans, we are to be expected not... To fire upon our own country, on our own country. Yes, but you shot the missile by accident into Moscow. It was your mistake. Our own country hasn't been attacked by one of our own countrymen since the Civil War. I am not going to be the first person to do that. Uh, since then, then I think I mean, step down, all Mr. Is, President. All is step lost. Step down. Step down, Mr. President, or else I will make you. No, I want to. You know what? I'm going to put my faith in the Americans to to do uh, what to defend. I'm, I'm putting my faith in our missile defense system, which I know you say is in like disrepair and it's shoddy. Gone. Mr. President, we just got a call. The, the, the missiles have been shot at. The miss, our missile program's gone. It's been. Moscow has. It's Moscow completely took it out. Gone. Yes. Yeah. You're, you, yes. It's Boston or it's Boston or all of America is destroyed. <sighs> Decide you in three, two, <laughs> one. <laughs> Mr. President. <Yeah. laughs> I'm not taking out Boston. <laughs> wow. I don't, so you're telling me I so then in this situation, Boston is left standing and then the rest of the country is just gone? No, now no. all of America's gone. Including you, Boston. Sorry to what break did you it think to Boston you? was gonna be saved and everyone okay, yeah. Boston must be pretty <laughs> no, good. We'll Boston. hit everything around it. Boston's gone if you don't nuke Boston. That's They're a gone lot anyway. of nuclear weapons. I don't think they yeah. have that many. They don't uh, have that many. Ryan, are, are, you, are you Mr. President or are you Mr. Loophole? Yes, Mr. Loophole. <laughs> That's how you're going to be written in the history books. <laughs> That's your New Yorker cartoon. <laughs> no, it's not about it's not about Mr. Boston. It's about Mr. United States of America. <laughs> I'm Okay, let me tell you this. This is what I'm going to do. I'm taking out Boston. All right? And I, but before I do, I say, I'm boarding Air Force One. I'm flying it myself. And I'm, <laughs> and I'm flying to Boston. And I'm, do- I'm going down with you those people. You know what people. I mean? I think that's really brave. I think that's really great. That, that's, a, that's a nice thought. You didn't think of it? No, I didn't think of it. I didn't. But you know that's who thought like of it? A captain- Secretary of Lunch. <laughs> <laughs> a captain going down with her ship. That's yeah, what but I those poor people. I mean, th- thanks a lot for coming with us, but my God, you're the ones that got us yeah, here. Yeah, that seems a little bit more palatable. Showing you'd up. you go down with your hometown. Going down. Going down. Mr. Yeah, President, I mean, what are you doing here? Well, I came a gather surprise around, visit. Gather around. He's I'm, wearing his Red Sox hat that he hasn't worn since the campaign. <laughs> I would bring them. I would bring everybody to Fenway Park. I would be like, everybody, come on. Come on in. Come on in. Yeah. Uh, and? And then I would say... Here, wait, hold on. I'll put an effect on it. Could you give your goodbye speech right now? You're in the middle of Fenway Park. Yeah. You're Mr. President. <laughs> hold on, and no one 
<laughs> no one knows yet what's going on. They just think the president's come to talk, okay? Yeah. And now, ladies and gentlemen, introducing your president, Mr. President! Mr. Ryan Corbett. Excuse me, everybody. I'm sorry to interrupt this really important Red Sox Yankees game. It's actually pretty good that the Yankees are here at this particular time. I'm sorry to interrupt your game. I know it's really exciting, but I have some brave news. We are under attack from Moscow. My Secretary of Defense, Claudette, accidentally shot a missile at Moscow because she had a death wish, and she wanted to... Everybody shut up! Listen, everybody, shut up. Claudette shot a missile at Russia. Russia is retaliating. They told me that if I take out Boston, they will, you know, relent in the rest of the world. So, I came here to tell you, everybody, get on to Air Force One. We're getting out of here. You're coming with me. Okay. If Noah's Ark miraculously, you get everyone from Except Boston the Yankees. on to Air Force Everybody, One. Everybody, get on the duck boats, get on the T, get to Alewife. I think that What's the Alewife Alewife is on the red line. It's uh, oh, it's one God. of the it's it's public transportation. Ugh. If everybody gets God. to the Fenway or Kenmore Station right now and get to the, I'll pay. What Everybody about us? get on We're the Yankees fans. You guys have to stay. Don't let. <laughs> Red Sox, it's like it's like Titanic, you know, women and children first, Red Sox fans <laughs> first, the Yankees, Yankees fans. fans kind of trying to get on with his yeah. Yankees hat on, he hides it behind him. <laughs> no, they have to stay, they go last. If I'm a rum- woman though, I'm a woman, but I'm also a Yankees fan. I'm sorry, I'm sorry, honey. <laughs> sorry. I'm pregnant. Sorry, sweetheart. Oh. Um, All right, fine. Uh, uh, I mean, okay, final thought. I mean, that was the the most shocking thing that has ever happened in U.S. history. And you'll be hated for the rest of your life. Because instead of giving a rousing speech of... of I was trying to give a rousing speech, but you you came onto the field. You were giving lies. I wasn't giving a lie. Yeah, you did lie about Claudette. Well, we haven't actually talked about Claudette. Like, what? Like, we haven't talked about Claudette. You told an entire Fenway Park, you told them all that Claudette without knowing the truth. You are the Secretary of Defense, Claudette. Actually, that probably would have happened under your watch. So, maybe you did do this. Sick. Mr. President, please. Mr. President's a slime ball. Remember when Mr. President was campaigning in New York and he wore a Yankees hat? Oh, my. Remember how. What? Remember how gross that was? That would never happen. I would never, if I were an actor, I would never play a part that required me to wear a Yankees hat. Will never happen. I don't this want any is... pictures of me with a Yankees hat on. We're going to Photoshop Well, one. yeah, I'll give you a <laughs> She's already done it. <laughs> I'll do it again, and I'll do it again. All right, so you're not nuking Boston. I'm saying we got to, Amanda. I'm nuking Boston. I'm sorry. But you haven't even been there yet. At least go there first. Well, I'm, yeah, I, it's true, but I don't know what to do. Yeah. I can't, you're asking a lot. Yes, I know. A lot. And that's you know, do Which not ask not the big ones. Ask but, not what you can do for your country. Ask what your country can do for you. I actually was when I was giving my um, speech at Fenway Park. I actually was gonna maybe do what you suggested, but 
she interrupted me. Well, you were and then the crowd turned on me. Well, let's let him give his speech. Okay, Claudette. It was Claudette. Okay, so is this another version of the speech? Where did Claudette go to school? She went to University of Massachusetts Amherst. UMass. Okay, hop back in into the middle right before Claudette. Okay, I came here. I came here today, not only to watch this exciting game between the Boston Red Sox and the New York Yankees, but also to inform you. This is, by the way, this is, you know, this is not me making um, like a like a final decision here. I'm just, we're playing a lot. I'm, I'm entertaining you right now. Okay, no, this was aside. I came here today to tell you that I've been put in a corner, and if we want humanity to survive. I've had to sacrifice something that I love very much, and that is the city that I call home, Boston, Massachusetts. And so I thought it was unfair of me to sit over somewhere in this bunker in the side of a mountain in Virginia and watch Boston be incinerated. So I came here to die with you. We're going down, but we will be remembered as heroes. Because when the world survives, they will remember just as the United States owed its very existence to the city of Boston, the world will now owe its very continued existence to the city of Boston. Here comes the whistle. Wow, Ryan, that was that was good. That was, it's, I, that it's, was it's a bummer though that no one's ever going to hear that because. Uh, it's never going to get yeah, out to the rest of the world. Yeah, that's not going to happen. I just wanted to... <laughs> no, I just wanted to see what it was like. Live streamed. You wanted to see what it was like to let all those people that, down. That was live streamed because um, the game was being televised. So yeah, the world so I think there's it. a delay. Right. But you're right. That was a good way to spin it, that you you guys were going to be heroes. And that's true. I wouldn't like to hear that as someone just coming in for a, a baseball game. I, that would probably be the worst thing to hear. <laughs> anyway, so... We're going to nuke Boston. I mean, there's really no way around it. Well, I'm not, but you guys can. Thank you. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Mr. President. (laughs) Ryan's famous. Mr. President. President Corrigan's famous last words. I'm not going to do it, but someone else can. (laughs) How many many years was I in office? This is your first term, I think. Yeah. But your first term. So yeah, this is like what I had to... You're like three years. You've had a rough... The polls have not been on your side. Why? People I value say, people say you're unlikable. They say no, you're not. They I've, can't no one's relate. Ever said that said that about me. <laughs> yeah. Okay, guys. Here's our dear big ones. This is from a listener. Yes. Um, dear big ones, I'm currently in a relationship that has been going on almost a year. I don't have much experience in the way of serious relationships. The only other girlfriend I've had cheated on me, and it took me a long time to get over it—about five years—and find my current girlfriend. However, lately I felt like my girlfriend seems to enjoy the company of my oldest friend more than me. They work in businesses close together, and since he doesn't have a car, she tends to drive him home, despite it being out of her way. This means she sees him much more than me. While her parents were on a trip recently for about five weeks, she only invited me around to her place twice, both times for parties on Saturday nights, and both times I arrived to find he had stayed the night before, as they had gone straight from work on Friday night to her place. And then very recently, she told me she was too tired to come to another mutual friend's birthday party, which was a very low-key affair. Basically, we sat around, had a few drinks, and played with a dog. And then the next day told me she instead spent the night hanging with my old friend. 
At first, I thought I was just being paranoid and worried that the way my previous relationship ended was making me see something that wasn't there. But another friend of mine recently confided in me, saying that he thought they seemed to be a little closer than usual. I don't believe she is cheating on me with him. I can't see either of them hurting me like that. But I am worried they are getting closer to each other than she is with me, and that it could lead to something more. Do you think I'm being paranoid? How do I talk to her about this? What is a good way to bring it up? Um, Oh, and okay, this... This is about a college. This is happening in college, just so we know. Um, love the show, especially the improv parts. Thanks, John Smith or something. And that's their little <laughs> anonymous name. <laughs> wow. Okay, I'm sorry you're having to go through this and that you were cheated on before. That's horrible. Yeah. That's really bad. I think this is a get out. This is, get sounds out. Like, this sounds like bad news to me, John. Get out. Get out. You're not being paranoid. That's an unusual situation. And... I think, you know, I you just have to be honest and straightforward with your feelings. Like, um, you know, I've noticed that you're hanging around a lot with my friend and this is making me very uncomfortable. Can we talk about it and see what know. they say? I, honestly, I think that's going to turn her off. What I think instead of going like, hey, let's talk about it. Why don't you just go, listen, I don't like that you hang out with him more than you more than me i don't like that you hang out with him more than you hang out with me i think it's weird especially since we're dating i don't think it's right so you know what baby bye bye and you know who's coming to knock on his door the next day baby. jane smith yeah jane smith yeah who are you who's baby the the girl the girlfriend jane oh i mean because you don't want to give he's her gonna, an opportunity no because to... he's gonna come across like a little dough boy if he comes up and he's like hey so i noticed you've been hanging out with my friend more i'd be like yeah what that seals the deal to me i missed something why they don't live near each other is that the thing they go to college i thought um it seems like they um she they don't live that close because if she's I, I think they live close but she seems for some reason to be going to her family home with the friend who i don't know where the family home is so they live close enough to hang but she's making a decision not to hang with him and hang but out to with, hang the, with other the other guy. guy. Yeah, that's why, bad news. Get yeah, out. why? That's yeah, why out. even give Look, her the chance of like explain this to me? There's no explaining. I don't mean to be cold, right? But if I'm gonna be frank, she seems to be um, enjoying time with this other guy more than mm-hmm. with you, and and maybe she's a dope, you know, for doing for thinking that, you know, yeah. but. You don't need that. You, you can find a girl who wants to hang out with you more yeah, than someone. Yeah, I, I also, I, yeah, and if you're feeling this, like, I think it's you're obviously sound really emotionally intelligent. If you're even asking yourself, "Hey, could this be remnants from my traumatic experience?" Sure. Like that means that you're you're checking in with yourself, but you're it's not that. Well, um, what I think is interesting to look at though is that you know you gotta you gotta get like. It seems like you're relying on that part of your life that maybe that you're going like, oh, I was cheated on before. And maybe you're not, you know, people don't have to treat people that way. And you're you may be setting yourself up for failure in some way in choosing certain kinds of women that are that are um, got one foot out the door. And you need to before you go into these situations, you need to go like, look, this is what I want and not let things get this far of like, why is she hanging out with my friend? Well, this what much? I'm wondering too is like, this seems like this situation has been going on for quite a while. Like the fact that you've kind of swallowed these feelings yeah. for so long, I think, you know, that could be something to practice in this relationship or in the next one. Saying how you're feeling, I think is always 
Yeah, you got to know what you want going into a relationship and you got to be strong. You know, you have to when someone starts treating you a certain way right at the very beginning, you have to be aware that like this isn't just because I'm thinking about my past. Someone's treating you a certain way and it's you feel weird about it. This is also college. So that things are a little bit different in college as far as like who you are spending time. with. Yeah, that's that's true. That's true. So I mean, people also have like. I don't know. It's just a little bit different because I'm thinking like, oh, my gosh, like someone's sleeping over at her parents' house, like your friend is sleeping over there. But college is a it's little bit different. super different in college. Yeah. I, I agree with that. So, so, so I don't know. I mean, it's like you have we don't obviously know the details of your relationship. I always think communicating, mm-hmm. but just be ready to set your boundaries um, and also be ready for this person to tell you you're crazy, which you're not. You're not. So. Yeah, I say dumper. Wow, that's I fair. Say, I say dump her before she dumps you. I say that too. And I say don't give her the chance to explain herself because it's all going to be lies. And Obviously, it, it's not that she doesn't like you. It's just that she has other priorities and she's mm-hmm. going. She wants, she wants to have her cake and eat it too. And you need to not give her the opportunity to do that because it's your life she's playing with. And she can do whatever she wants, but you have to respect yourself. And it doesn't have to be bad. It's, no. just, it's just not working out this way. Yeah, it's just not working out because you want a, a partner during a time that's kind of stressful and also should be so fun. Yes, College. you should be wanting to she should be wanting to hang out. She should be wanting to and you know but it is i get it people are growing up you in college it's like there's all these blurred lines about like friends and like i I don't know it's not you're not in the real world yet i guess and also it is hard to communicate in a relationship like that takes you know yeah that's a learned thing so this girl might not be able to say what she really wants either so she's kind of pushing you away i mean we could do a lot of speculating i think if you want to have a frank conversation that's great to practice yeah also you should find her best friend and have her friend come and wow. hang out with you Ryan, now that's, that's interesting that's i spiteful. like that i, I mean, like maybe that. you guys have something in common maybe you'll end up marrying her <laughs> what a wedding well what about yeah. the friend should he ask his friend like hey why well, are you spending so much time no it's all weird friend? it's all yeah i mean yes of course but i mean at the end of the day he's not dating the friend the friend didn't he said it's an old friend. I don't know if they're still good friends. But at the mm. end of the day, it's like you want something out of relationship that she's not giving to you. And if you're not getting it, then you you move on. Well, I find it hard to believe that those two don't have some kind of feelings for each other. It's just like what kind of girl and guy would be hanging out in a completely platonic situation like did, that. Yeah, did you guys ever have college friends like that? Like, I've never had... I'm trying to think if I had a guy friend yes, that I, I like... Yes, you, you have. What? Just like guy you thought were just hanging out with a guy, but he obviously liked Yeah, you. that's what I'm wondering if I've ever just had a guy friend that I like would sleep over with, but there was nothing there. That would be crazy. I, I mean, that seems mm-hmm. to be what these people are claiming is happening. That's crazy. See, I think that kind of stuff is, <laughs> it's possible to have those relationships, but but when you're doing it while the person's dating somebody else, like there's, yeah. a, that, that's what makes it weird. It's one thing to hang out, but it's if they're having sleepovers and stuff. Like, I don't know if they're yeah. in the same bed or whatever, but it's to not do things with your boyfriend so that you can hang out with his friend. Like, No, that's crazy. Yeah, it, you're right. You guys are right. So I say get out. There's plenty of fish in the sea. and uh, You're young. Yes. Use it as a learning experience. I think it's always good to have a op- use this to try and have an open, 
um, communication, you know, sit down, express how you're feeling. Mm-hmm. I think it's always good to try and, and do that just, just yeah. to practice. Cause that's important in a relationship to be able to talk. And this person might not be able to do that. So catatonic. But- he yeah. should at least he should at least bring his girlfriend over and play her this conversation that we're yes, having. Yes. That's what you do. You know yeah. what you do? You say, listen to this new song. You put headphones on her. Yeah. You stare at her as she listens to it. Well, and she's going to be like, what is this? This guy's talking about nuking Boston. Yeah. And then yeah. he'll fast, fast forward, forward fast it a little forward, bit. Yeah. And then he'll yeah. go, what is this? He He's a Red Sox fan? And you have to fast I give forward. great advice. I give great advice. And People- now he's talking about how good advice he's giving. No, now rewind it a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> okay yeah so you know yeah it's not gonna work out i don't think but thank you for listening and good luck you sound honestly like a great person so yeah i guess i guess it's time to wrap up huh? do you want to read some reviews i would love to read while some amanda gets some reviews ready ryan what's going on do you have anything where can people find your online videos and stuff can they are they up on your vimeo page maybe um i had i'd have to you gotta resubscribe. No, I didn't pay my my membership. <laughs> um, I have a Vimeo page with a ton of old yes, stuff I going know. back like fifteen years. We'll put a link. We'll put a link. You can put that a link. But Ryan also is a, he did the Pistol Shrimps Burger King commercial. It's so funny. Uh, that's super funny. Okay, uh, guys, we really appreciate your reviews. Five stars are great. Um, this really helps us get our podcast out there, and it makes people want to listen. So here are two new reviews. Um, this is from someone we know, Munder and Lunder. Every week, Munder and Lunder bring the thunder to make you wonder. That's, That's a great fun. review. And then we have one from Maya Running. You are funny and thoughtful, especially when Paula's on with you. I am so entertained. Five stars. So thank you, Maya Running and someone we know. Do you want your review read aloud on the podcast? Write one. On iTunes, just get on there. Give it five stars. Don't be like some people and do we. I love it. And then give one star. Like, you don't know what you're doing. (laughs) Do it like you know what you're doing, you guys. Because we know you can't. (laughs) Ryan, where can people find you otherwise? Uh, On Twitter or Instagram? I don't do Twitter. I don't find Twitter very interesting. So I don't do Twitter. You heard it here first. Yeah, that's my opinion on that. Uh, (laughs) I'm on... I am on Instagram. If somebody were inclined to find me... Then you won't be disappointed. Uh, is at Ryan P. Corrigan and the Maynard Police Beat and at Maynard Police Beat. Yeah, you guys follow it. It's it's pretty funny. Um, and you guys, as always, you can email us uh, your uh, dear big ones or your big big ones uh, at uh, Gmail the Big Ones Podcast at Gmail dot com, and you can tweet us anything you desire at the big ones pod on twitter and amanda tell me about patreon oh my gosh we have a patreon we release one full big ones bonus episode a month if we get up to 500 dollars a month i don't know how close we are maria we're we've been at the brink for quite a while yeah so if a couple (laughs) more of you join that's two full episodes a month and um yeah plus some bonus content yeah we're gonna i'm gonna find those trading movies episodes Mm. Uh, i know we've been asked remember that podcast oh yeah actually i I was i was wondering do you know if your listenership goes all the way back to late night lemonade i think it does some people do that was our internet talk show late night lemonade on the stream.tv which no longer some of those clips put that on patreon it's a good show yeah that was remember didn't you guys hit each other with pies Yes. And do a whole episode. And with- the camping episode. We hit each other with pies. We've yeah. been uh, oh, yeah, putting I guess content we did. out there for 
15 plus years. And Amanda's been saying this for years, but one day the content will become kind of classic in a cult kind of way and we will be heralded as some sort of The ghost girls of Hollywood, their careers died before they even started. (laughs) How to ghost (laughs) the girls who arrived dead on the scene. What if... Dead on a DOA, Amanda and Maria. What if in the nuclear holocaust... You know, all of the media and all the world is destroyed, but somehow all of your stuff is floating around in space, and that's oh, what aliens be. and that's what aliens find. They will. They have. They have. In yes. fact, I think maybe our sense of humor is only translates to Mars. <laughs> they should have put that on the golden record, just us, because they wouldn't have had to do any kind of instructions or translation. To, yeah, they would yeah. have literally. They would have put it on, and they would have gone, "We got it." And you know what? Mm-hmm. We're good where we are. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> um well guys ryan did you have a good time yeah yeah you guys really really put me through the ringer i know yeah that was a ryan corrigan tailored question but i stayed strong Mm -hmm. maybe when you threw the secretary of defense under the bus in front of all of fenway but well it is her purview to be in charge of america's nuclear program yeah but that was pretty low for you to go there maybe not Maybe it wasn't low for him. Maybe it was just right. Alternative facts. <laughs> <laughs> all right, guys. Well, you know what happens at the end where we all say the big ones. We say thanks Me too. for listening. Mm-hmm. Me too. Yeah. Uh, well, guys, thanks so much for listening to The, the Big, big ones. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.